All right, what's up, Kelly and Sam? Welcome to the podcast. How are you guys doing? Yeah, I'm good, thanks. I'm good, too. Awesome, awesome. It is a beautiful night here in Daejeon, Korea. It is nice to see you guys. It's been a good today. Yeah, Yeah, it's good to see you. Mm. Yeah, it's getting cooler, so I really enjoy that. I hate the hot weather. (laughs) Yeah, it's nice to have rain tonight. It's terrible. (laughs) I didn't like it. (laughs) I love it. Wait, you like the summer? Oh, I didn't like it was raining. It ah. was really heavy raining this morning. I didn't like it. Ah, okay. That's yeah, fair. I'm more of a cold weather guy. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Yeah, I don't like it. How about you, Kelly? No, it's, it's, I started feeling cold already. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. That's okay. You better have lots of jackets and coats. Yeah, it should be. I'm just, huh? I'm just being lazy to change all my clothes to ah. the winter season. Yeah. Okay. That's okay. I'm also lazy, so <laughs> I understand. But today we have a special podcast. We have a like a couple podcast. It's not really a one-on-one interview. You know, it's got a one-on-couple interview, which should be interesting. So uh, yeah, let's let's get it let's get it started. So let's jump into our free topic. What shall we talk about on this lovely evening? So first topic, uh, which is our own topic, uh, we've decided to talk about our experiences in our own long-distance relationship. Nice amazing i'm ready so (laughs) i've never done one i'm scared of one so i'm not doing it basically i'm just kidding i I wouldn't mind doing it but we'll see what happens but yeah let's let us hear the words of wisdom okay yeah so um, let's get into it how about you so i guess we could just talk about how we met okay (laughs) yeah of course tell the audience a little bit about yourselves how you guys met and then like how you transitioned into like a long distance relationship okay um so uh so i'm from australia and uh kelly visited australia on a working holiday visa and i was working at the time and there was a festival that was going on Mm -hmm. so uh basically from from my from my perspective of what happened um she uh, Kelly approached me and said, oh, hey, um, I want to learn English. Can we be friends? And uh, can I have your Facebook account? And I was like, oh, all right. <laughs> really? You weren't like, huh, that's weird. Yeah, that was actually Who really is this weird, weird <laughs> woman in front of me asking for my personal information? <laughs> yeah, it was just like, wow, uh, Facebook account? Mm. And it was, it was interesting because I thought, she, I think she assumed i had a facebook account so okay it was very uncommon like normally a person would ask for your number or something like that but right facebook account is like okay so did you have a facebook account at the time yeah okay that's good yeah yeah. so okay cool (laughs) so oh okay yeah so yeah so uh we we spoke to each other on facebook messenger for like a month or two nice Yes. Until yeah. we saw each other the next time, and uh, the first time we caught up was I took her to a place to see the sea, which is how she wrote it on Facebook Messenger, and that's how I always remember it. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so it was like S E E the S E E, see the sea. S E E, S E A. Okay, so she spelled it correctly. Yeah. yeah, yeah okay. Yeah, all right. Good yeah. job. Good I just job. thought it was just really funny. I thought, yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Why not? <laughs> Yeah, okay, that's perfect. Yeah, because when she was on working holiday, she didn't have access to public transportation. I mean, sorry, um, a, a private car. Ah, okay. Yeah, so I thought, oh, maybe I'll just take her to 
a place to sleep and picked her up and drove her and one thing led to another right and we eventually started to bond and become uh lovers okay essentially nice yeah so was the so the c was kind of like the first date yeah it was the first date. basically basically yeah. the first date kelly looks confused was that the, was that the first date or do you not count that we were friends at the time. <laughs> yeah, that's what he said. Yeah, yeah you guys were friends yeah. at the yeah. time, and then he yeah. took you to the sea, and then mm-hmm. and then it picked up from there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so that was kind of like the first date, whether it was like directly a date or oh. indirectly a date. Uh, yeah, kind of. <laughs> yeah, oh, we, no. were, we were friends. Like, we were just beginning to know each other. Like, yeah. right. just friends, as friends. Right. Yeah. Mm. Okay, so how did you guys know that you wanted to date each other? Kelly, how about you? Ignore him for a second. <laughs> how did you know you wanted to date this this mm. handsome guy right here? At the time, we had uh, similar problems, mm. like um, relationship problem with others. Right. At the time, like he was the youngest one in his family, mm-hmm. and I was the youngest person in the room because I lived in shared room at the time. Yes. And other people are much older than me. And like I understand they really cared about me, but then they treated me like a baby mm-hmm. and I didn't like it. And at the time he had the same problem. So we talked about things a lot and like I started getting understand him more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's how it started. Okay. Uh. Yeah. But how did you know that, like, you know what? This is a good mate for me. Like, this is a good, you know, person for me to date and be in a relationship with. Mm. Yeah. I actually don't know. Like, um, to me, like, trust is very important. Yeah. And when we had, like, shared the info, like, how we thought and felt like this, and I started trusting him. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, that's very important. And I started liking him and wanted to know him more. Like to swim. You don't know how to swim? I don't know. How, to. how do you not know how to swim? Sorry, I'm, I'm not going to judge you. But that's, that's very dangerous <laughs> to uh. not know how to swim. Well, I <clears> learned. <throat> but yes. I found that I'm really bad at it. Ah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you know, like, you can survive in the water. I, I'm not competent. <laughs> okay, that's fine. That's a weird transition <clears throat> from where I did it from. Anyways, Sam, uh, when did you know that you wanted to date Kelly? Oh, okay. So, um, at the time, I was, uh, when she approached me the first time, I was like, oh, she's really pretty and felt like love at first sight. But then I thought, oh, I need to confirm my findings. Right. So I just thought, oh, maybe I'll, you know, talk to this person, get to know her. <laughs> and from the number of times we spent with each other in person, then I gradually got to like her a lot more. <laughs> okay. Yeah. That's perfect. Yeah. Yeah, that's excellent. Okay, good. I think that's like a good way, right? So you had to like separate like, hey, okay, is this lust or is this something that I like legitimately like? Is this a person I legitimately mm. like and want to be with? That's very important, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. Cool. All right. So let's talk more about now that everybody knows like how you got into the relationship. How long have you been dating for? 
It's turning five years now, right? Yeah, it's almost five years. Almost five years. That's a long time. Hmm. And how much of it was long distance? Approximately two, two and a half years. Two, two and a half years. So half of your relationship has been long distance, basically. Yeah, pretty much. Give or take. Give or take some time. Yeah, it doesn't have to be approximate. So, okay. So tell us, and I'm also curious, like, how was the long distance relationship for you? What were some of the positives or some of the negatives how should people you know view long distance relationships and you know should people get into them you know stuff like that okay like whenever i told my friends and colleagues that i have had a boyfriend no one believed in me because they never saw my boyfriend Ah, ever okay (laughs) makes sense that makes sense Oh my god, it's the painful. It was really painful. My colleague is like that. My oh, colleague really? says he's been dating his girlfriend for like 10 years. I'm like, dude, I've been here for two years. I've never seen her. And then I talked to my supervisor, who's known him for like 10 years. Mm-hmm. And he, she's never seen her either, uh, like apparently. Mm-hmm. Oh. It doesn't make any sense. So I'm like, okay, whatever you say, man. You have a girlfriend, sure. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. So then what happened after that? I just ignored it because they just made fun of me. Like, because I showed them like lots of photos and they also knew him as a boyfriend. Yes. But then just, they, yeah, made fun of me. Okay. So that was a negative kind of. It's kind of, yeah, very annoying thing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it was, it was interesting. (laughs) Hmm from her perspective because uh my friends knew that i was dating a girl right and when i showed photos of my girlfriend and also she had met my friends they believed me so right. it was and some who have not met her yet right um they believed me too so it was just interesting i don't i didn't know whether if it was a cultural perspective like a korean thing right ah, just my friends are very playful ah, they are really okay. playful yeah. ah, okay mm. okay cool that's cool so long distance specifically why did you guys decide to do long distance rather than just breaking up which is what a lot of people seem to do he likes me too much oh that makes sense yes (laughs) okay yeah Mm. Yeah, guilty 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 as charged okay well that works out so then so then when you you guys found out that uh, uh sam likes you too much um how did you like say like what was your plan to do this long distance relationship basically what we thought was because i was in uni yes and every six months like because the one semester yeah takes us three months so i can visit him yes every vacation where he can visit me yes so that's what we thought and it worked yeah, it worked. Partially, yeah. yeah partially <laughs> worked. Like, partially worked. Like, yeah, like we we made we made the promise to see each other every six months, but then sometimes um, Kelly wanted to do other things. <laughs> like, for example, uh, she flew to Europe for a month, and initially I was against it, but then I thought, ah, uh, if it's gonna be her last time to do things oh. at a young age i may as well let her do it right 
and only recently I got to see the Europe photos, and they were amazing. Nice. So I thought, oh, it was a wonderful story to share. Mm. So, and in a way as well, I still value um, my original beliefs of the relationship where I told her, you know, in this relationship, you do whatever you want for as long as you don't compromise the relationship. Right. Yeah. Mm. So just just let her be and have fun and enjoy life where it's vice versa for her too. Right. Yeah. So you had this uh, foundation. You had this agreement initially. Okay. And then you just built from that, right? And that mm. is how you uh, progressed in your long-distance relationship. Mm. Okay. And how was that, like, being able to let go, you know, kind of, like, not be so restrictive of your partner, even in a long-distance relationship? How was that for both of you? Like, when I thought about long-distance relationship, in a way, I just let it, just let it be. Mm. Like, just see what happens. Um, there were times where I really did miss her and would ask her to call me uh, through voice or through video chat mm-hmm. just so we can see each other to feel like intimate, like being close to each other again. Right. Because that distance was pretty far yeah. mm. from yeah. Korea all the way to Australia. It's yeah. expensive. Yeah. yeah. It's oh, really expensive. Oh, yeah. Yes. Like a, a ticket to Korea was uh, on average 1500 to 2000 Australian dollars. Yeah. And I would only get to see her for like between two to four weeks. Oh, yes. Only one time you stayed a month. Mm. Yeah. 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 So that the amount of time that was separated was pretty crazy. And <laughs> what's so funny? <laughs> I'm like looking back on it, she's like, oh, my God, how did I do this? <laughs> <laughs> Because I really enjoyed it. Like yeah. I really liked long distance relationship. Mm. Like it didn't really matter to me because right. when we when we and when I was in Australia, he liked me too mm-hmm. much. Right. And whenever we were together, mm-hmm. he always wanted to do something with me. Yeah. So he just bothering <laughs> i needed my own time but he didn't let me do <laughs> so annoying so i always needed my time and when i came back finally i was able to enjoy my time yeah so i was i was very okay yeah in long distance relationship hmm. are yeah. you sure you weren't taking his time like are you sure you weren't bothering him too much when you were in australia Sorry, I don't understand. So you were saying that, oh, it was all his fault. He kept bothering you, right? And I'm saying, are you sure? Are you sure it wasn't you bothering him all the time? Oh, yeah. Yes. It was him. Okay, it was Obviously. him. Obviously. Okay. <laughs> do you stand guilty, Sam? Well, when I look back at it, <laughs> yes. yeah, I'd say so. <laughs> yes, but I, I would admit to it. Yeah. And I honestly didn't mean it. I didn't yeah. even realize it. Right. Yeah. It was just so infatuated of her. Yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And like that was the first year, first mm. one to two years yeah. when yeah. she was in Australia. So yeah. I thought I'll maybe spend as much time as I can before we really work out it's true. this long distance relationship thing. Right. And 
Yeah, maybe she did. Maybe she was right. You know, it was annoying. Right. Because I thought, oh. But it worked. Yeah, and it just somehow worked. <laughs> it worked. <laughs> our rela- our long-distance relationship somehow worked. I'm yeah. Like, oh, maybe I didn't really have to put in those extra, well, not extra effort. Mm. I wouldn't say it that way because that would just sound It was bad. just like normal for you. Yeah, it was, yeah, just, it yeah. was, it was just very normal. normal for him. Yeah. 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 Well, That's the thing. Like, how much is too much, right? Yeah. It's, it's kind of hard to gauge sometimes. <laughs> yes. Like, because at the time, like, our relationship was baby. Mm-hmm. He didn't know about me that much. Right. I'm a person who is very independent. Mm-hmm. So I always need my own time. Right. But he didn't know that at the time. That's why, like, oh, she will be fine, like, spending this much time in me. She will be, like, happy too, like that. Right. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. That's a, it's really interesting. <laughs> so you, okay, so after two years, give or take, of mm-hmm. Australia, mm-hmm. you separated. Oh, yeah. sorry, you didn't separate. You went back to your oh, respective yes. country. And you were still dating. And you had the agreement of like, okay, we can allow each other to basically do whatever we want as long as we are faithful and honest and open with each other. Right? Mm-hmm. Is that basically the gist? Yeah, essentially. Okay. Like, there, mm-hmm. there would be times where she would go and meet with her guy friends, yeah. go out to watch movies and have dinner. Right. Uh, we kept the level of transparency and communication. Yeah. She would just say, oh, hey, I'm just doing this thing. And I'm like, yeah, okay, sure. And there was a, a time where my friend wanted to go to um strip club. And I was like, ah, all right, I better tell her. Right. <laughs> in case... Because it, it, in my opinion, it was better for me to tell her than her finding out. Right, of course. Or else later in the future, she'll think I'm being dishonest. So. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah. How, how did it hear? Like, how did you feel when you were like, when you heard, oh, I want to, I'm going out to the movies with my guy friends and dinner. Um, how did that make you feel when you actually heard it? Well, in a, in a way, it's like, yeah, sure. Have fun. But then at the same time, it's like, man, I wish I was that guy. Right. Exactly. <laughs> I just really mm. missed her yeah. so much. Yeah, of course. Yeah. And how about you? How did it feel when he was like, hey, uh, I'm going to the strip club with my friend. Don't be mad. Have a good time. Oh, there you go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was just like, oh, she's I'm down. not okay, going to die. Have a good time because he was with his friends. <laughs> right. Right? Yeah, I was with your friend. Yeah, and with my friends, his yeah. friend wanted to go there. And it's a little bit hard to refuse. Right. Oh, I can't go there because my girlfriend doesn't want me to. Then, like, his friend might think, oh, she doesn't doesn't let him do whatever he wants to say right. i don't want to be like that so yes have have a good time nice. with your friend yeah that's good that's mm. that's pretty awesome mm. okay cool so tell me um throughout the relationship what were some of the most difficult times that you guys had to go through together and then how did you work through it so what was the most difficult and then how did you communicate and you know overcome that obstacle so I think the one of the most really difficult times was the amount of time of separation. Uh, there was a point where like we we agreed from the beginning. It's like, yes, let's let's go on with this long distance. But there was a point where I didn't know how long I could hold on. And up until June this year, um, I literally broke down. Hmm. I was like, oh man, I miss her way too much. And um, I said to work, hey, um, 
my original date to see Kelly this year was in September for uh, two weeks. Right. But then, yeah, my body just said, hey, you really need to stop what you're doing and come and see her because we're falling apart right now. Like, we can't concentrate work, can't concentrate anything. So I said to work, hey, I need to change my uh, holiday schedule to three months. And work was shocked, I guess, because it's like from two weeks to three months. And But luckily, um, I have a really good boss. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he was very understanding because mm-hmm. recently he got married. He just had his first baby. And one of our colleagues also got married and is on his, on his way to have a baby as well, which is due at the end of this year somewhere. Nice. And when I see other couples and stuff, you know, making progress in their relationship and our relationship was feeling stagnant because of the, the distance. There were things that had to be done before we can continue with our relationship again. I thought, oh man, I, I just, bang, just couldn't handle it, so... Luckily, boss said, yes, go ahead, three months, see you soon. And I've got about two and a half weeks left till I go home. Nice. Yeah. So with these, well, two to three months of staying here, it's been really fun. <laughs> like being able to um, re- like rebuild the rela- relationship, like carry on with it. Yeah. Yeah. It's been great. That's good. Well, it's kind of different point of view because the hardest time I had was sometimes he got really upset because I didn't make enough time for him. Mm-hmm. But at the time, like I was in uni and also I was working in a lab. So... I needed to like study and working at the same time. So I didn't have much time by myself as well. But then like it happened like frequently happened. Like he complained, Oh, you don't you don't spend time with me or are you that busy just making five minutes for me like that? Right. I tried and I actually believed I was getting better, but then his complaints never stopped. So one day we had really big argument because we didn't understand each other. So I explained like um, what was going on in my university as a curriculum. And he also explained what, how he felt and why he looked for me. He needed me like that. Mm, so actually we even though we had arguments actually those moments made our relationship better like more solid yeah it was a lot stronger because yeah. um like for like i didn't know korean universities like how how much work they do like how much study they do compared to australians so like, and hearing about korean work life it's like there's more work than life mm. with family and friends so I thought, wow, this is this is insane. Like, um, kudos to Koreans mm-hmm. for working exceptionally hard uh, compared to a lot of other people in this world. But sometimes I feel like I need to take a step back and 
you know, spend time with friends and family. You know, mm. it's um, it's tough. But after being able to develop that understanding of that culture, it made me take a step back as well. Right. To to really think about it from their shoes, because it's like, well, it's not that they can't do it. It's not that they don't want to do it. It's just sometimes they don't have a choice. Right. Yeah. Given uh, the the circumstances. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, we can say that now. Why we are smiling, but at the time it's really, <coughs> it was very hard right. <laughs> to accept. Yeah, yeah, like looking back at it now, like we can laugh about it because mm. hey, remember, you know, I used to be such a uh, a clingy, clingy, asshole. cling, cling asshole. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, like even even now, it's like yeah, it's all good. Right. Mm. Yeah. So those. So that would be like an example of a big obstacle that you guys were able to work through. You were able to communicate with each other. Mm-hmm. And obviously, like, it's a little bit more difficult for you, I would um, I would say, because, like, you do have these cultural differences. You do have these language differences. And that can obviously make things a little bit more challenging. So, like you said, like, oh, you didn't understand the cultural differences when it comes to work and school, right? Which is a thing. Mm-hmm. And, you know... Maybe you were coming off like as a little bit strong, like, you know, because, you know, English is your native language. And, you know, maybe she's looking at it as like, oh, well, I don't know if he's like chill right now or if he's like really upset right now. I can't really tell. You know, that could be difficult through text messages rather than phone calls. Uh So, yeah, it seems like, you know, you guys have like an extra layer of of challenge because (laughs) of these differences. But you made it through. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like the, yeah, I do exactly. admit, I do admit there were times where, when we had heated arguments, right? Where it was pretty intensive, <laughs> right? Like it can, it can be pretty intensive, but um, and then there were sometimes where it's like I just felt like I wanted to give up, right? And just throw in the towel. But when I look back, when I think back, it's like, why did I love this person in the first place? Yeah, yeah. And it, like, that's what I would always do whenever I have a heated argument. And if I wanted to throw in a towel, I have to really think back. Was it really worth throwing in that towel? Mm-hmm. Do I want to bring it back? Right. Yeah. And still, so far, I've, I still love this relationship. Yeah. Good. Yeah. I mean, I would hope so. I mean, geez. Yeah, of course. <laughs> 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 Kelly, how about you? I say, yeah. Like, yeah, I agree with him. Like whenever we had argument if it's really bad i also wanted to like give up everything yeah but he was very patient Mm -hmm. he was very patient whenever we had argument and i was still upset but he was the one who like um tried to make up Mm -hmm. and tried to make things better and he just he just like yeah he was very patient if i if he wasn't like that i just give up everything right yeah yeah it, um, it, it's true like if i yeah. if i wasn't patient it would have been like fighting fire with fire right <laughs> it just would have been pretty bad <laughs> yeah because i'm very extreme like yeah it, this relationship can, could survive because he was very patient, I think. Right. Yeah. Okay. I actually mm. don't think I'm patient at all. <laughs> but oh, okay. obviously for her, she is. You <laughs> yeah. are. Yeah. So oh. that's a good one. Yeah. I just, I, I honestly 
believe that I'm not patient because I've been told many times that I'm not patient. So. Mm, interesting. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. Well, you know, patience is relative, you know, so yeah. maybe to all those other people, you're not patient, but to her, you were patient enough. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so that's right. good. Yeah. Yeah. Or maybe all those people who are just lying to you. <laughs> they're too patient. They're just, they're just lying to you. They're just, they're just being assholes. Like, <laughs> let's tell him something that he'll believe and then let him think that forever. Yeah. Maybe. Okay, cool. So, um, so you have been doing this on and off relationship for two and a half years. How did you do it? Right. We already heard like your obstacle, but how did you do it? Cause I remember, um, Sam, you were mentioning to me that, you know, you were trying to make it a habit of every six months seeing each other yeah. or something like that, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So can you tell me a little bit more about that? I don't know what to say. Just like sometimes I, I can, I, I visited him mm-hmm. and he visited me. That okay. was it. <laughs> right. So you were trying to, so you balanced out like the physical presence as well. It wasn't yes. just it wasn't just a digital presence. It wasn't just phone calls and Skype and things like that. There was also you guys visiting each other in each country. Yeah, like yeah. um like I, I guess with my style I'm very more of a face to face person. Yeah. I'm yeah. I'm not a very digital person, so which is why that six month agreement was a good option for me. So I was working at the time and uh, Kelly was in uni, so I understood that money was an issue. Mm-hmm. So I just saved up money and made the trip. I just did what I can from there. Right. And I, if I saved enough money to go to Australia and I, I visit him and say hello to his family as well. Yeah. Yeah, it was really fun. <laughs> going to another country like this is the f- like, uh kelly's my first girlfriend to be from a different country right whereas i've dated other girls in australia so it's like okay and it was exciting right like, even meeting the parents for the first time was exciting and oh yeah yeah it was that's always <laughs> it was fun, fun. It was do, you, do fun. your parents know english at, at all no no okay so yeah that's always more interesting yeah, yeah it was it was interesting it's like oh okay so how, how to communicate if they don't speak english i thought yeah oh, learn korean yeah basically (laughs) basically. yeah yeah it was was, was fun like i i in my lifetime i never imagined this could happen right and all right (laughs) giving this relationship a chance no matter how hard it was Mm. me i just feel like it was worth it you know what my dad really enjoys teaching in korean oh really (laughs) it's really funny (laughs) yeah he's like speaking to me in korean i probably know 60 percent of what he's saying i'm just like nodding my head like yeah 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 okay cool it's funny yeah i just have to make sure i know what he's talking about or else i get uh, whacked in the head nice yeah. Yeah, that's that's part of the that's part of the relationship right yeah. yeah that's good i like it i like it a lot so okay so let me ask you then for people who are uh considering going into a long distance relationship what would you tell them like, what is some advice you would tell them? And, of course, we all know you're not experts, right? You know, this, this is not like, oh, this advice will be perfect for you and it will work 100%. <laughs> it's just kind of like, you know, from your experiences, what yeah. would you suggest to people? Um, you know, what, what, what kind of words of wisdom would you give them? From your own, from your own experiences, obviously. What would you say? Um, Don't do it. 
Oh, was very If you really love that person, then yeah, just go and do it. Uh, there will be challenges. Uh, persist and persevere. Mm. Uh, it's not like you'll be separated forever. Like eventually, the two people will want to meet each other again, and like physically, right. Yeah. It doesn't seem to make sense for a couple to be separated <clears throat> and not want to see each other again. That wouldn't be a relationship at all. Right. Yeah. Well, I would say if you if you take the responsibility of that re- res- relationship and what would happen, then you can. But what a thing is, um. Like they can't blame anyone mm-hmm. in the end, even though they get they they break up. So when it, if you're ready to take the responsibility, do it, but don't blame and complain anything. Right. And I also want to tell. It is not easy. Yeah, right. it's not easy. It is not yeah. easy. It's expensive, painful sometimes. Mm. But I also. I also let them know that it's very good challenging. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like dating, like have long distance relationship gives you a very different point of view. They like see the world and people, everything. You never know unless you really do the long distance relationship. Right. So it's very special, but it's not easy. Okay. That's good. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Any other words for this topic? Nope. No. No. Good can't to go. Think of anything, yeah. All right. I like it. Good job, guys. I appreciate it. That was a great free topic. I really enjoyed that <laughs> conversation. And getting both perspectives is super interesting. Yeah. So I appreciate yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> um. Okay. Excellent. So let's jump into your um your passions. Like, what are some things that you guys are passionate about in life? You You can start. Uh, <laughs> uh, okay, I'll, I think passion, um, my passion is, um, singing because I always wanted to sing when I was a kid, but then I couldn't take the job because I like, to one singing professionally and it was expensive and my family didn't have that much money we, we were not that rich at the time right so i just gave it up i just yeah i gave it up and studied and i went to uni and when i went to uni i joined a club called octav it was some um, guitar club yeah so they played the guitar and make songs and basking like that and it it brought lots of like you know i missed singing a lot Mm -hmm. and making songs so i really enjoyed the my uni life with the club i think even though i still don't think i can i can start singing again but then i don't think i need to be like professional i can keep it as a hobby so i can sing anytime everywhere for anyone like that right Mm. 
I want to keep doing it. Okay, excellent. So your one of your passions is singing. Yes. Um, and I have heard some of your your one of your songs at least. I have heard one of your songs. Yes. Hmm. Yes, you yeah. sh- you shared with me at the uh, coffee shop once at Stantish. Uh, yeah. Yeah, the Korean song, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yes. Yeah, which I enjoyed. Oh, okay. Do you want to sing for us now? That looks like a little bit. Yeah, sure. Okay. Yeah, you're you're gonna have to do acapella. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how to add in. I don't know how to add in music at this point, so uh, I apologize. You don't have to for the record if you want to. I'm just thinking of the lyrics. <laughs> okay, okay, yeah, you can do that. Let me know when you're ready. Mm. Yeah. Just sing now. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, um. you can do it. <laughs> oh, that's embarrassing. <clears throat> 오직 너에게만 감동적인 노래 오직 너를 주게 하기 위한 고난 너를 위해 감동하게 만들 거야 지금이야 크게 소리 질러줘 that's it. <laughs> nice. Thank you very much. Um, beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. Thank you. <laughs> yes. So that's great. So now, you know, that this is one of your passions you have done or you are doing it as a hobby. Mm-hmm. Um, so how often do you uh, sing? You know, like, do you go to places to sing or do you just you like like bars or restaurants or do you just sing with friends or can you just tell me a little bit more? You know what? I actually sing everywhere. <laughs> oh, so. really? Yeah, she complain about it. She sings at <laughs> random times. Like it's whether I'm driving her, she just starts singing, so I just turn off the radio and I just listen to her music. Well, listen to her singing. It's like, oh, okay, cool. That's nice. Um sometimes she sings the same songs. Yeah. So it's like it gets stuck in my head. Yeah, yeah, it's of like, course. Oh man. <laughs> you just like in the bathroom. <laughs> It's like, huh? Uh, change songs, please. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Gotta give me some new material. Yeah. He poked me to change the song. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Nice. Skip track. Skip track. Skip track. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. That's good. Yeah, it's really good. Okay, excellent. So you sing all the time. Um, have you ever like went to? Uh, I don't know. Like, I guess like a. Try to sing at like a, you know like a any like a club or you know like a bar or uh, anything just like just for fun you know not even for money or even for money. I used to used I used to. to do it uh, when I was in uni because um my club was very popular like right. so many like many people wanted wanted us to basking or perform right yeah so we just um. We did busking or song serenade for wedding. Nice. Or other people's birthday party or like awesome. that. Yeah. So I used to do it a lot. And yeah, I made a lot of money because of that. That's good. <laughs> yeah, it was quite expensive, but people just paid. Yeah. I was course. very surprised. Yeah. Hmm. And that's how you paid for your trips to Australia. you know what i actually gave the money to my parents oh did you really i didn't even touch it oh wow that's amazing (laughs) yeah because like singing is my one of my happiness right while i'm singing i'm really i really enjoy it right and it's 
feels a bit weird. I made money while I'm doing what I like, yeah. and it is not like um, I don't know. It wasn't a work right. to me, so I just decided, oh, hey mom, I, I, I made money. Just give it to you and yeah. just send everything to her. Nice. I'm sure your mom was very happy. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> She was like, yes, we're going to go on a vacation to Australia. Yeah. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Okay, so but that's that's what life is about, you know, for if people can do that, right? Make money doing yes. what they love. So mm-hmm. that's great. Yes. So, um, okay, great. Do you have any other passions besides singing? Well, actually, I had thought about that, and I I don't know. I don't Thanks. I'm okay. passionate about things. Yeah. yeah. You don't have to be. Yeah. Mm, I'm sorry. I right. should have said that before. Yeah. That's great. I mean, singing by itself. Um, Out of curiosity, who are some of your favorite singers? IU. IU? Okay. Yeah. Excellent. Excellent. IU. <laughs> I think we have an IU fan here. <laughs> I think. I could be wrong. Okay. Yes. Um, Anybody else? Um... Oh, Adele. Adele. Okay. Yeah, I like, I really like her voice. Okay. And Shia. And Shia. Okay. From Australia, yeah. Nice. I like, I really like her lyrics as well. Yeah. Like, she knows so well, like, how to express her life and mm. emotions and everything. I, I really enjoy it. Okay. Mm. Excellent. Yes. Excellent. Good. Okay, cool. We'll jump over to Sam. Yeah. Right, what are some <laughs> of your passions? Or a passion doesn't have to be multiple. Uh, okay, well, the there was a passion that I have decided to let go. Okay. Because uh, I've done it for more than five, well, about five to seven years. So it was uh, rock climbing. Um, the first time I did rock climbing was in Singapore, and it was outdoor, but it um, the climbing wall was artificial mm. so i was like okay cool i was at a country club and um did the climb and didn't make it to the top so i got really upset at myself i was like man this is looked easy but it wasn't right so and when i came back to australia uh, one of my friends said oh hey i'm doing rock climbing and i said oh yeah, i want to do oh and i said oh really so i want to do rock climbing as well so we, we got together and we started to do a climbing sessions um, every every second day. Nice. And eventually got a lot stronger and went outdoor climbing and took on more advanced climbing. For example, um, I started off at, as top rope where you have a person who climbs and then a person on the floor who belays. Right. And then I took on lead climbing, which was, you do have a rope still, but the rope starts from the bottom. There's no rope at the top yet. Right. Until you get to the top, then you can um, come back down. And that's really scary when you take a fall. So there will be times where you can run into injuries and stuff. Um, climbing over those years taught me a lot of things. Uh importantly uh persistence and perseverance so learning how to like when you climb it's like and if you don't make it on that day it's like oh i'll come back to it 
then you have to think about what you did wrong and what other ways that you can do it because in climbing there's more than one answer on how to get to the top and also when you look at other people do it you get to learn from them too and get to discuss about how to problem solve certain things and you also need to it also helps you reflect yourself because in climbing everyone has different shape and height and reach so tall people can reach really easily and short people don't have that that distance to reach so and I remember in the beginning I felt a bit insecure about myself it's like oh man I wish I had this guy's height so I could reach a certain hold to get somewhere but then I thought oh I gotta work with what I've got this is me this is my own body I can't have this guy's body and mm. so yeah and uh, yeah eventually yeah that's that's a passion that I had and uh done it quite long enough and just decided to let it go and okay. move on to another hobby okay yeah. so why did you let it go and which hobby have you moved into now so it took me about a year or two just to find out what hobby i wanted to do so i, I took on like archery i took on mm. shooting uh i took on basketball i used to do basketball back then i thought i'd try it again see if i still like it and just thought i'd let it go because i did basketball for a good number of years as well mm. i went to competitions and stuff as well and had to i had to let it go early um because i had to focus on study right yeah um hang on my brain just stopped for a moment that's okay <laughs> so you were telling me why you were stopping it oh right right, right. yeah so um there were times where when I was climbing, I had really serious accidents and sometimes it does make me second guess. Well, not second guess, like rethink about, do I still want to do it or not? Right. And I was still young back then. So, you know, recovery was a lot faster and all this, all that. But there was one accident that was pretty serious. Yeah, where, I remember. Uh... I was bouldering and I made it to the top. I looked down and it was clear. So I thought, oh, okay, I'm going to let go and fall down onto the crash mats. So I let go, I was falling down. And then in a matter of like a second, a little boy ran under me. And I thought, I, I looked at him and was like, oh, crap. And... <sighs> It was the inevitable. I just, we we were gonna crash no matter what. I couldn't do anything. Like I wish I had floating powers mm-hmm. and just <laughs> stay away from the kid. But unfortunately, my tailbone hit his skull, and we both fell to the crash mats. And I instantly got up because I was panicking, and I that sh- you had like splattered him. Yeah, like I thought I killed him, <laughs> and I got up and I shook him. I said, are you okay? Are you okay? And he didn't respond. And I screamed out for help because this was at an indoor climbing gym. And the supervisors saw what happened. And the dad saw what happened. Like, he jaw dropped. <laughs> then uh, the 
all of a sudden the, the little boy got up and cried and ran for his dad and i thought holy crap everything is well everything's fine like he's not dead he doesn't need medical um assistance i walked up to the parent and said to him look your kid ran right under me i didn't ask this to happen um sorry that it happened and the the dad said it's okay my son is fine you know um sorry that he was there right <laughs> yeah because yeah. it was really his fault because it was yeah, <laughs> yeah it was his, in my opinion fault. it was yeah. his fault too like he you could tell from the look of his face like like he knew yeah he, yeah. he knew and if anything were to happen there was a camera right that was watching mm. that area so mm. oh, thank goodness but after that like i wasn't feeling well um i felt a lot of pain on my tailbone and I called my sister and I said, because she lived closest to the climbing gym, I said, hey, I got into a really serious climbing accident. My tailbone hurts. Can you take me to the hospital? She took me to the hospital. We got an x-ray on the tailbone and they said, hey, your tailbone is bent about 10, 15 degrees. Mm. Uh, Your coccyx has been fractured. And it's like, oh, crap. So I had to had to um, take work off and I told them I had a freak accident at the climbing gym. I'll be taking about two weeks off and was under heavy painkillers. Right. And yeah, it was just, it was just painful. It was painful to sit for a good year, year or two, year and a half. Mm. Um, I couldn't even sit for like a minute and it would just start hurting. I had to, get a pharmaceutical grade uh like a, a donut a mm. donut like a floaty device right mm. that yeah and but luckily my workplace supported me when i was going through my hard time and mm. they gave me a standing desk so i don't have to sit all the time uh. which was very helpful but even up until now so it's been three years three four years since then since like recovering or since the accident since the accident i think it's been about that long maybe somewhere between three to five years yeah and um i can still feel the tailbone being bent like technically you can't you can straighten it back but it's not worth the operation so so i'll just let it be but sometimes when i have to do like exercises or something Mm -hmm. or something to something that requires sitting i need to make sure that there's some form of padding so i don't aggravate it right mm-hmm. yeah okay i still yeah. hate that boy yeah so annoying yeah i don't understand F- fuck that kid yeah. yeah i still don't understand <clears throat> that as well yeah he's that yeah i was when i originally heard this story i told uh sam that i understand that parents can always keep like their eyes on their kids like 24 yeah. 7 because they're insane um it's it's true all all kids are insane you know and we were too you know like when we were kids as well or at least most of us so and i teach elementary so i know all about insanity um but at the same time like in that type of environment Mm. you need to have your eyes on your child yeah because of shit just like that you know what i'm saying so like i feel like in certain types of environments you need to have your kid on lockdown you know and um he 
clearly failed at that. So it's good that everything is okay, but like you know, that kid definitely did fuck you in a lot of ways. Yes. Yeah. So. Like I'm glad the kid survived. Like he's fine. Right. Uh, as far at as the you same know. time, I was pretty annoyed. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I wonder if he's actually damaged at all, because he was fine at that moment. Right. But yeah, maybe like, like a like like maybe they had to go to the hospital too. Yeah. Like oh. there was and, there was no incident report. Oh, okay. So that's good. Like nothing. Well, kids, kids can definitely take some damage. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, especially their heads. Yeah, yeah. Right, hopefully, he still grows up to be okay. Like, yeah. Hopefully, no brain damage or whatsoever. Yeah, yeah. Of course. Yeah. yeah. Damn. Okay. So, so what did you? So, have you officially trans? I mean, like transitioned into a new hobby? Because like you said you were, you know, you were dabbing, you know, dabbling in a lot of different, um, you know, different things. But have you picked one yet? Or are you still trying to figure it out? Oh, no, I've, I've worked it out. So ever since mm. I've stayed here for a good two and a half months now, well, yeah. here meaning Korea, um, the, the new hobby I've decided to take on is Korean. Nice. So Language. Yeah, like learn, try to master this language and be a good communicator on it. Nice. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, it's important language. And then, then you can argue in Korean. Oh yeah, and good. it'll be much oh, better. Yeah. Funny. yeah, look, good. Kelly's ready. She's like, oh, Sounds I, very exciting. Yeah, yeah. I, I said oh. to Kelly, like, I'm gonna beat you in Korean, mm. and I know it's never gonna happen. <laughs> you say that, but you know, typically non-native speakers end up speaking the language much better than the native speakers. You know, because we learn like all of the intricate details that a lot of native speakers don't learn. At least that's the way it is for English. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Yeah. There's um, yeah. there's a lot of uh, people from China who can speak English just as good or just or even, or even better, better than, than me. Yeah, yeah. Or you, native English speakers. It's amazing. Watch okay, out! We'll In- English is we'll an annoying see. language. I'm coming for you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Languages are a pain in the ass. Like English is like the more I teach English, the more annoyed I get by it. Like because it's such a I mean, there, there's other languages. No language is perfect, but, like, English is super annoying to me. So, it is. We have silent letters, you know, that's annoying as hell. We have words that are that are spelled exactly the same. I'm sorry, that are spelled differently, but are exactly the same. Yeah. You say them the same. C, C. Right? Yeah. Two different words, same spelling. That's super annoying. <laughs> you know, like, there's just, like, certain things that, like, we have broken plurals, Right. We have um, broken verbs, right? And then we have like it just it does. There's so like so many components of English that's annoying to me. I hate it. Yeah, like th- even even uh, pronunciation. Pro- yeah, exactly. It, it like some people get really frustrated on the way how some words are said by other people and they correct you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> tomato, tomato. Yeah, or, you know, just like yeah. it doesn't matter what it is. It's just like <laughs> I just I love I love. I mean, obviously, English is my native language and. I know other languages, but, you know, they're all they're all annoying in some way, shape or form. You know, Korean is annoying, in my opinion, no offense, because of like the different forms that you have of like, respect. <laughs> yeah. You know, r- Hamida, Ayo, yeah. Uh, like, just like, what the f- just so annoying. <laughs> right. And then you have like Arabic. Arabic is annoying, too, because everything is based off gender. And there are other languages like that, too. So, like, you know, if you're talking to a girl, you speak like this and you're talking to a guy, you speak like this right like french yeah like french yeah, right? like in spanish french. you know so there's like you know is there I, I haven't had a language that's like perfect yet for me but uh. it's just like oh, why yeah why? Like, i'd say every language has its own flaws but that, i think that's what makes it beautiful yeah, yeah. uh 
Yeah, I guess you're very positive about it. Yeah, you very positive. <laughs> He's like, beautiful. Yeah. I don't well, think so. Like, well, when I took on Korean, it's like, man, these goddamn potchims and irregular <laughs> yeah. verbs. Yeah, exactly. The, the weird, like, like I said, broken verbs, irregular verbs, but we do them. Yeah, yeah, like it's Same just like, too. oh man, and even listening to it was very difficult. And in my opinion, like Korean people speak way too fast. Right, but of course that's it's normal for them. Yeah, but it's normal but for them. We, yeah, we so. speak way too fast to them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But it's normal for us. Yeah. (laughs) It's super annoying. So I've I've had this dream where I want, like, some of the best linguists in the world to come together to develop a new language. Completely new language that it can be accessible by everybody in the world. And then everybody in the world would have to learn that new language. Right? Um, And then there wouldn't be shit like this. Right. There wouldn't be irregular verbs. You know, um, plurals will be easy. Right. Past tense, present tense, you know, future tense will be easy. Right. Everybody can learn the same alphabet. And then like the way of like communication and the way knowledge can flow will be significantly easier. Right. And um, yeah, I mean, it won't be easy, but I think it will take some time. But I think ultimately, like if that can happen, it would be great. So some people say, oh, Esperanto, right? Esperanto is made for that. But Esperanto like, is a great language in some way, but it doesn't, I don't think it's accessible by everybody because it is kind uh-huh. of like a Eurocentric language. Yeah. Ideally, it would be interesting to have these linguists come together and try to find a common balance between all of the languages that do exist in the world and try to find something that would be easy for everybody. So that's a dream of mine. Yeah, like when if I die before that happens, it's now your job to do it. Like I'm unsure, <laughs> I'm unsure about the myth or the story on why we all have different languages. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was, and anyone can correct me if I was wrong about it. Um, this the story goes about how God created the world. Yeah, Babel. Yeah, the Tower of Babel. Yeah, the Tower of Babel. Yeah, um, that, so a lot of religious people believe that. Yeah. Um. Yeah, like how. We were building a building <clears throat> super high. We God. got too close to him because our, our language is the same. So we got too close to God. And he was mm-hmm. like, fuck that. And then he like, you know, all that's how all the languages now yeah, came together. Yeah, he just together. gave like many languages that yeah. they can't communicate. They can't communicate they, with each yeah. other. Yeah. I thought that was really interesting. But see, oh, even, okay. but see, that is interesting. But to me, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. yeah because if you could, if you could communicate true. before, right? Hmm. And then he just automatically gives everybody the different language. They should still know the same language they were communicating in before. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Unless they forgot that language. Unless they forgot everything. Right? But even if you forgot that language, you can can still point to stuff. Right? Any intelligent being can still be like, oh, water. And then the next person says, oh, water? Oh, (laughs) mool. Right? Yeah. right oh water move okay well somebody's clearly fucking with us but we can figure this out yeah <laughs> like, obviously just, when you it's a nice story like a building but, yeah you don't need to speak you yeah. just point it and yeah like math like <laughs> yeah it's true Body language yeah. Yeah. yeah so i think it's a nice story but ultimately like unfortunately like a lot of shit in the bible just doesn't make sense it just so and other and other religious books quran yeah. quran too so sorry guys you know no offense yeah, it's interesting. You guys can have your beliefs. Yeah. I respect them. But <laughs> yeah. yeah. But yeah. So yeah, that's that's one way. And there's thousands of languages. 
thousands. <laughs> yeah, there are thousands. thousands of languages. I think the UN only recognizes a handful. Yeah, yeah, that's true. only a handful. And only when I found out there were literally thousands of languages. Yeah, and it's sad to see that those languages are actually dying out as well. Oh yeah, yes. of course. Yeah, it, it really loses the world's um, identity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because there's languages that we don't even know, like with like certain like tribes that are not even like uh bothered mm. like amazonian tribes for example like they have a language obviously but we don't know anything about it because yeah. we just don't bother them which i think you know has its pros and cons so but yeah it's interesting that because i think like you're right like it dying out like a language is dying out is a bad thing but it would be significantly easier for the world if we had a language that we could communicate in easily because I think a lot of the world's problems, personally, mm-hmm. is because of miscommunication, for one. And, of course, there's cultural misunderstandings mm. and stuff like that. But if you were able to communicate effectively, then that is a huge step towards coming towards common solutions. Yeah, just because of differences. Just, Small, yeah. Like, those differences are so petty. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and it could just be resolved by, I don't by, know. Yeah, by language. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, so... But I do think languages are unique and important, and I don't want any of them to die out. But, yeah. So, yeah. Any other thoughts from you guys? No. Sorry, I went on a little bit of a rant there. No, it was pretty interesting. Yeah. yeah. Really yeah. enjoyed it. Tower of Babel. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> it was because you made you can blame it on me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, I because I, when I first had the story, I was like, oh, yeah, that's interesting. And then I thought about it for like 10 seconds. I was like, yeah, that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> doesn't make any goddamn sense whatsoever but it's a nice story yeah correct me if i'm wrong and if anybody out there like you know if i have something in the story wrong tell me but that's the way i understood it so yeah yeah let's because like if you think about it it. they're like okay if god is like okay now i'm just getting everybody a different language and they're just like oh well now we can't communicate with each other let's just let's just stop this and just go about our separate lives like how does society function after that yeah it just doesn't make sense It, it just seems like well god being all the high and mighty powerful being if he did it for that reason that we just don't do it we might get smacked down twice as hard or something yeah but we don't question it we just say okay then we just won't do it yeah exactly yeah yeah Yeah. well you know logic is a fickle thing so logic is a bitch (laughs) basically anyways moving on so let's jump into your bucket list (laughs) What is on your bucket list? Who would like to go first, Kelly or Sam? Me? Okay. Okay. <laughs> My bucket list is before I die, I want to go to space at least once in my life. At least once. After that, I'm ready to die. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'd love to travel the world. Uh experience all different cultures try different foods and food. yeah um, of I course food. <laughs> food food is amazing everywhere yeah mm-hmm. in every country it's amazing and exactly i don't live to eat no wait i don't eat to live <laughs> <laughs> i live to eat yeah <laughs> you yeah, and me both <laughs> yeah sorry i messed that up <laughs> it's been a long day <laughs> um uh try deep sea exploration mm-hmm because you know we we've we've been to space we've explored the whole of Earth but not what's under what's under the water. Okay. 
So just be interesting to see what's down there. Right. Yeah. So really high in the space, really low under the earth. Mm. Oh, yeah. Yep. When he first told me this, I was like, hey, you have fun with that. I'm not doing any of that. That's a bad <laughs> idea. Yes. Yes. <laughs> okay, yeah. so you agree with me. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I don't agree with him. It's so extreme. Yeah. yeah, like I remember I went skydiving. I asked her if she wanted to join and she said, nope, nope, staying nope. away from it. <laughs> <laughs> I recommend skydiving. I've done it too. Yeah, I want to do it, but I didn't want to do it with him. I right. wanted to with my sister. Okay. Yeah, that yeah. was... <laughs> That's a good. Yeah, I'm fine with that. <laughs> yeah. Um, how about you? If you had to choose one, right? If you had to choose one between space exploration, uh, like going yeah. into space or going deep underwater, which one would you do? Can I just stay safe? No. <laughs> you have to choose one. Ah. Uh, um. You're not safe on Earth either. Have you not <laughs> seen these taxi drivers around here? They'll kill yeah, you in an instant. Got killed by crossing, at a pedestrian crossing by the light. Oh and yeah, dude, it's crazy. And the car, like, even though it was a red light, the car still went through. Yeah, it didn't like, care. Yeah. Well, holy Very crap! Aggressive. I yeah. almost died. Did you say impressive? Oh, aggressive. 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 Yeah. I was yeah. like, impressive. What? That's not impressive. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. She wanted me to die. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, if you had to choose one, which one would you choose? Going to space. Me too. Yeah. yeah space. space. Yeah, you too. Yeah. Yeah. It would yeah. be beautiful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think one of the reasons why is because we like, as far as we know, there's nothing in space that can like kill us, like any other extra extraterrestrial life that could do damage to us. We definitely know there's some <laughs> shit under the sea that can <laughs> that can do do us in pretty easily. So, if it's not the pressure, if it's not the the cold, then it's gonna be the megalodon. Who just yeah, like, it, it's it's interesting those uh, folklore stories about giant squids at- attacking ships back yeah. then. Um, was it great white sharks? Yeah, massive whales. And yeah, mm-hmm. knocking them all down. It's, it's right, and everybody said they're extinct, but ultimately we don't know because we can't even go down there. Yeah, we, we yeah. can't track them. We, yeah, we back then we didn't have um, tracking mechanisms. Right. Yeah. And we do know that there is deep sea fish that can live perfectly fine and function perfectly fine down yeah, like, there, down there. They so can handle that pressure. They can handle that pressure. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. So, hey, man, when you go down there, I'm just going to send you a message saying, hey, it's <laughs> nice knowing you. And that was, that, that's all I'm going to say. <laughs> Good luck. I'll find. <laughs> Good luck. I hope to find a lot of treasure down there. Yeah. Also, Kelly, just so you know, when he does decide to do this, make sure you take out a nice, fat life insurance on him. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Thank you for good advice. That's good advice. Yes. Yeah. It's got to be really good. I should keep in mind. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Mm. You're worth something, right? I hope. I think so. Okay. <laughs> I like to think so. <laughs> we'll, we'll see. We'll see. I'll send her the next message. Hey, how much is it? <laughs> how much is it worth? What's the first thing you're going to do? Are you going to get a steak and celebrate or are you going to mourn first? Which one? Because we all got to go sometimes. So. Yeah, we all got to go sometimes. Yeah. But. I'm sorry. I was very, very glum. <laughs> Anyways, uh, what is, uh, what's on your bucket list? Or uh, do you have anything else, Sam? No, no, I'm good. Okay, I'm sorry. I kind of pushed off there. <laughs> How about you? What's on your bucket list? <laughs> okay. Oh, it's very personal. Oh, uh, feel free not well, to share. 
Yeah, because like he's his bucket lists are very active. Right, right. But it's it's not like that. Oh, well, okay. When I was in middle school, I actually bought a novel. Yeah. And I want to finish. In middle school. I, yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. It was some historical novel. Yeah. Background was some um, Florence in Italy. Okay. Yeah. So like a historical fiction. Uh, yeah, it's fiction. So it's a fake story, right? Yes. Okay, okay, but it's based in Florence, Italy. Yeah. Okay, based on the like, real history, but then okay. I made some characters and stuff. Uh, yeah, so historical like fiction. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And also want to do what was a stage stage play. Uh, oh yeah, stage play. I, I forgot. Uh, stage performance. Yeah. Stage performance. Yeah. Okay. So. It was also in middle school. <laughs> when I was in middle school, I joined the club, like um, play. So we wrote um, some story and we played it. Sometimes we record a video and share it mm-hmm. with others. Yeah, and and that I that experience was awesome, and I wanted to do it in public so just everyone can enjoy with the um, story and the performance. Right. And the other thing I want to do is um to publish a book, right? Cheering others up because for some reason, like some of my friends that really um need my advice sometimes because um I'm basically I don't care anything. I'm very independent, independent. So whatever it happened, I know how to control my feeling my emotion and stuff right so whenever they have problem like issues they look for me and want to talk and it's been years and in my mind oh maybe i better like um write some messages to people who mm-hmm. need my help and advice so i can help them right even though they don't know me or they even though they know me we can't, we can't talk to each other in person every time. Right. So yeah, it became my one of my dream, my bucket list. Okay. Mm. So you want to impart your knowledge onto everybody else. Yes. Whether you're here mm. or not here, or available or not mm. available. Okay. That's amazing. So let me get this straight. You would like to finish your historical fiction yes. story. You would also like to finish your play. Yeah. Okay. And you would also like to write kind of like a motivational. Yeah motivational book, book you know for friends and family or anybody who is yeah, who's you know willing to read it and you know take something from it yes i like it that sounds great <laughs> thank you when is your book going to come out <laughs> when, when are you going to finish writing it that's the first question which which project is first um i actually don't know but okay. i'm actually collecting all my sentences that advice i gave my friends yes so I made there's a little notebook. Yes. Not memo. Yes. Like this big. And I it's just a halfway. Okay. Yeah. Nice. So it's still going on. Okay. So I that's don't good. know when my book's coming. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. Mm-hmm. Nice. Alright, so uh so what else is on your bucket list then? Because that's three things right there. Do you have anything else? You don't that you don't have to. It, okay, that was guess, it. Yeah. Alright. Sorry. I saw you looking it's at okay. I saw you looking at Sam like <laughs> I just gave him everything. What else does he want? 
He's <laughs> 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 selfish yes, bastard. you got it. <laughs> yes, I'm sorry. I'm not trying to be like that. But okay, good. So those three things. Mm-hmm. Okay, you, uh, Sam, you had yours as well. Mm-hmm. That's pretty dope. I like it. So I have a plan for you guys. While he's in space, you can finish your book. <laughs> you can finish your, your book, yeah. right? While he's under the sea, you can finish your play. Yeah. Yeah. And then when he comes back up, assuming he survives. Yeah. Okay. You can write your, you can finish writing your motivational book and you can get some of his advice. Ooh. <laughs> right? Yeah. Because his, his advice for going up in space and being yeah. under the sea. So he's obviously got to have some words of wisdom, right? Yes. Yeah. There you go. And then you, it can be like a joint book, maybe. <gasps> yeah. Wow. It sounds very interesting. <laughs> yeah. I think it could work. Oh, you're smiling. <laughs> oh, no. I'm just like, I wonder if I'll come back being a nutcase. You like, probably will. The yeah. world is going to end. Yeah. There's no point living. You have no clue what's down there. <laughs> They're preparing. <laughs> They're going to kill us all. Yeah. But you'll be the first to know about it. So you can prepare. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I just prepare my story. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it's going to be funny because by the time you come up and you're crazy, she's already going to have the life insurance money. She's going to be like, oh, I uh, I thought you weren't going to make it. So, uh, <laughs> well, uh, do you want to go back down? <laughs> I can fund your trip again if you want me to. Well, technically, you're funding your trip. Mm. So... Yeah, funny. I like it. Yeah, yeah, I gotta go back and save the world. There you go. Oh, yeah, but now I'm not killing myself. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I like it. It's like a false hope. Uh, yeah, guys, you guys have great bucket lists. Yeah, and but in my the bucket list on my podcast is one of my favorites. I always yeah, because people always oh. generally have like very interesting things. So for you, it's more literature, you know, basically. Yeah. And for you, it's more exploration. Yes. Right, yeah. which is which is amazing. So, yeah, cool. Well, thank you very much for sharing your your bucket list. Is that it? That's it, right? Yeah, I think so. Okay, cool. All right, let's jump into the last topic, which is a funny or unique story that you've had <laughs> while traveling abroad. And when I say abroad, I mean basically a country that's not your own, right? So for you, Kelly, you'd be traveling to another country that is not Korea. And then, of course, for Sam, it would be traveling to a country that's not Australia. So, yeah. Who wants to go first? Me. Yay, okay. Kelly. Cool. Yay. Um, okay. I actually went... When I thought about the in- interesting story, I seriously thought I had nothing. And like, um, he just helped me to find interesting story or a different point of view to see my trip. And I found that when I went to Poland, I visited, was it? Oh, um, it's pronounced Auschwitz. 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 Yeah, yeah I okay. visited there. Yeah, it was um. The the places where Jewish got stuck and they got killed. Right. And the Poland government made it as museum. Right. There were like twenty four buildings, and they just used like eighteen like that. Right. And I was very impressed because like in korea we had similar history uh, um what what she was referencing those buildings was um concentration camps mm. yeah oh yeah yeah so in korea we had the same similar history 
done by Japan. Mm-hmm. So we actually have been to the, that place, the Sadaemun prison. Was yeah, um, we went to Seoul. Uh, there was a place called Sodemon Prison, which was occupied by uh, Japan back in World War Two. Interesting. Yeah, and the museum basically showed you how Japanese treated the people in independence movement. Right. They tried to torture and and some people just died in the prison or stuff like that. But then it happened similarly happened in Auschwitz but the museum showed you actually different story right they more they focused on more like the victims and their lives and story so they also mentioned about mention about the, what the Germany did to them and to the world but the most of the buildings show you how they survived and how life so beautiful they how they how they were able to escape like that and to me that point of view is beautiful because it's very korean thing like older generation they still don't like japan just because of that just because of the history what they did but my generation we think differently like we can be friend even they are from Japan, but older people they don't think so. Mm. I think like the Saudemon prison could be a good example. Right. Just government and the society make Japan bad. They just uh, highlight um what Japan did, and that's it. So we just make um make us fighting still even though the generation has changed right so i think it's really it's a time for us to move how to make up and make a good relationship with others and forgive Mm -hmm. and we also need to focus on people in independence movement like some of them the generation of those people in independence independence movement they are very poor they are not that rich the government didn't really support at the time so it they treat them in really bad way so i think we really need to take different sides right. to make changes in yeah to make it better mm. so it was very interesting experience mm, interesting mm. So you had this um, this very unique experience in Auschwitz in Poland, mm. and you were able to connect it or relate it back to your own country. Yes. Yeah, that is very interesting, very mm-hmm. unique. Yeah, it, it's it's interesting, um, like for me coming from a different perspective. Right. Uh, when I went to Sodemon Prison, when I read and listened and watched the videos that they showed about the stories of how the Koreans were treated, yeah, um, I did feel for it. I felt it was very emotional right. and I could feel like I could almost cry from it because uh, stories were really sad. Mm. But then at the same time, it felt like, like when I left, it felt like, well, I, I thought about it and was thinking there was some f- level of propaganda right. to, to influence people who went there to mm. learn what happened. 
there was that level of propaganda to for these people to be influenced to dislike Japan. Yeah. See. <laughs> yeah, I, I thought, oh, this is this is strange. Like, mm. it, was this deliberately angled that way? Right. Yeah. So. It's so funny that you guys are mentioning this because I don't know if you guys know this, but you know I came here for my research, yeah. right? My research was in this topic, but, oh. it, for, but from an educational perspective. So basically, my research was based off of how Koreans feel about the Japanese and what are they learning in public school that influences their thinking. So my whole master's thesis is based just around this topic. Oh. Yeah. So everything you're saying basically just supports my thesis (laughs) (laughs) which is super interesting yeah Yeah. so or i mean i'm not surprised because i had enough evidence to say it's like you know back that up but you know hearing it from another person you know is always good news so okay like surprisingly like even though he like before i went to auschwitz i didn't know yeah i didn't know we really offended japan like that right I didn't realize that. And when I told this, how I felt from Poland, he said, like, he said how he felt as well. Mm. And, oh, my God, like, Korean really used to this atmosphere. We yeah. just naturally think it's Japanese fault. Yeah, they did something wrong. But, right. yeah, we were educated like that unconsciously. Right. Very scary. Oh, yeah. 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 Yeah, some of it was in <clears throat> directly and some of it was, you know, pretty indirect. So Yes. Yeah. Yeah, very interesting. Yeah, like even though I went there Yes, more evidence. And <laughs> I went to Sodemon prison and it didn't make me change my mind about Japan. Like, right. Japan is a really great country. Yeah. Uh, very technologically advanced. Um, yeah, I agree. Yeah. I've learned a lot about Japanese culture. Like I understand hmm. about the World War Two, you know, Japan occupying Korea and all that. Right. But there's nothing I can do about it. I mean, right. It had already happened. It was from a previous generation. And, you know, we all got to move on with life. Mm. And yeah. no, like, don't bring back those types of things because everyone, everyone learns from their mistakes. That's what I believe. Right. Mm. Yeah. So I don't think Japan would ever do something like that ever again. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's interesting because like um you know most especially for us like in our generation you know we're like okay that was in the past like you guys gotta look forward right but it's super easy to say that from people who haven't experienced any of that yeah right but at the same time it's also one of those things that like okay that was a different time period you know we as humans need to learn from our mistakes and we need to progress and evolve and make sure they don't happen again right and Japan has apologized on multiple occasions right officially and they've also given money officially right and even unofficially technically um you know so they've done their uh, they've you know to them they have done their part and there have been a lot of people in japan like slappy like japanese people who have apologized and have like you know um offer their condolences like you know based off like their actions in the past of their ancestors and etc cetera, etc cetera. so it's not like they they're there's not like a lot of them are completely ignorant to the fact mm-hmm. or are just saying like, Oh no, we didn't do that. Like, of course there are some people who are, who are like that, but it's not everybody. So yeah, yeah it's, yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. It, it kind of feels like you've, you've practically given that country and its citizens a death sentence forever. Right. It, it just feels really sad because these people had learned from the mistakes and 
you know just just be friends can can always start all over again right yeah and then of course like from the japanese perspective they're just like we were nuked twice yeah so you know Uh, hiroshima yeah and uh, nagasaki nagasaki yeah yeah so you know some so everybody's like oh you know yeah of course and and, you know of course japan wasn't you know an enemy of the united states and you know of korea and of uh, many other countries you know and a, a lot of stuff happened but (laughs) <laughs> to this day those are the only that's the only country that was nuked twice so you yeah. know yeah korea didn't get nuked yeah that's yeah. true it wasn't recorded or well, nothing happened yeah. right yeah so and and they're still facing issues from being nuclear bombed twice to this day so you know yeah long-term uh illnesses yep some are still terminal yep. um Malform. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you know, it, it's just, and I think, you know, in Japan, I think, you know, I'm not defending Japan or anything, but I'm saying, like, you know, officially, like, there is evidence, and it's it's been proven, it's a fact that they have apologized and they've tried to move on, and I think it's right for other countries to do the same as well, you know. Uh, Germany's been able to move on and apologize to their European neighbors, oh, right? Germany, and then, yeah. you know, in other countries, you know, they now have decent relationships yes. you know european union is some of the, the, the best in the world typically mm-hmm. basically you know the euro is amazing you know etc etc so it is possible it just needs to be people need to communicate and they need to come together and say okay mm. we fucked up you know in the past and now we need to move forward yeah like it takes a lot of guts yeah for both people to forgive each other and move on yeah, yeah. yeah. so yeah in the in the united states too you know, as an American, like I, I understand why we nuked Japan, you know, and of course I wasn't born then. I wasn't even thought of then. I don't even think my mom was born then, but at the mm-hmm. same time, it's also one of those things that like, like I get why they did it from a military perspective, but it's also fucked up. You yeah. Know? That, like literally hundreds and thousands of, you know, people. It was uh civilian targets. So civ- well. exactly. Yeah. Civilians. Like people who had nothing, you know, you know, well, people can claim their innocence or whatever, the guilty or not, but yeah, it's, it's crazy. So, you know, and I, I still feel shitty about it, even though I had nothing to do with it. So, yeah. Yes, yeah, it's, it's interesting. Yeah, like, I love Korea. Good country. I love Japan. Good country. You know, it, it'd be nice to see both of them to be more friends. Yeah. They have a good economic relationship, though. Mm. Yeah. Economic, yeah. It, you know, in terms of economics, Korea and Japan are great friends. Mm. Yeah. So, yeah. For the most part, there are some things that are there, but... Eh, it's every country <laughs> so that's good that was a really unique experience like yeah yeah for you to actually have that and mm-hmm. you were there as well sam so no well, you, oh, you weren't there you heard about it auschwitz yeah no i wasn't she there ha- you heard ha- about her experience yeah yes. okay yeah all right excellent cool that that's that's super interesting <laughs> and how long were you in poland for three days three days yeah how I, was it poland yeah was it cold I stayed in a city called Krokow. Okay. And it was very clean and quiet city. Nice. I really enjoyed it. And the host, uh, I actually did Airbnb. Oh, really? And the host was really nice. Nice. Mm, so I really enjoyed it. That's really cool. It was just heavy snow, so mm. I couldn't do much. That was it. <laughs> okay. Did you drink a lot of vodka? <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> As my friend would like to tell me, it's vodka, yeah, which I'm probably I c- still saying wrong. I couldn't do it by myself. Really, you can't do it by yourself? 
Oh, I can't, I, I can't finish. <laughs> oh, okay, I see. You can drink but not finish a bottle. That's probably the smart thing to do. Yeah, so I just decided not to. Maybe I, I can do next time with him. Okay, that mm. sounds good. I like that. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> great idea. Take a trip to Poland, <laughs> drink a bottle of vodka, <laughs> hopefully not freeze to death. Yeah, that sounds good. Mm-hmm. Okay, Sam, how about you, man? What is your, uh, what's your story? What you got for us? Uh, so my story is, I uh, went to Japan this year with a friend, and he decided to say, "Hey, I'm turning thirty soon. Uh, I'd like to lose my virginity." It's like, oh, okay. So it's like, how are we gonna do this? Um, we we were in Japan at Tokyo and thought, ah, uh, let's look up a red light district if they exist, and we found one. Uh, it was called Kabu Kicho, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. and thought oh, I have to look up the laws and the rules just to make sure that we weren't gonna do anything wrong. Right. Yeah, and. Also learning from other foreigners' experiences, uh, such as uh, do not go to the pimps on the streets. Right. They will scam you and never give the money to the pimp. Um, always give it to the to the escort. Right. And go to the go to the brothels. Because those are typically the ones that are certified right. to... They're, they're licensed to um, provide those services. So I was like, okay. And then my friend and I, we got to the red light district and I said, okay, have fun, see you later. And then in like the first 10 <laughs> minutes, uh, he got scammed because mm. he went to a Nigerian... <laughs> he, I think the guy was Nigerian. Yeah, he, he got scammed by a Nigerian pimp on the street. So I was like... It's fucked up. He called me and said, Hey, I got scammed. I was like, What happened? And he <laughs> said, That happened. <laughs> How so, did he know he was Nigerian? Out of curiosity. Uh, um, in Japan at the time, they said, Beware of Nigerian scammers. And then they just showed an image of what they could look like, <laughs> how they were dressed. And, <laughs> and, and that's so, funny oh, shit. Okay. Nigerian right. scammers, huh? So, yeah, okay. Everywhere. And. He, he so basically what happened was he he was on the street the pimp came up to him and says hey you want to have fun he says yeah and he says i've got some girls i can show you he pulls out a, a a pocketbook and shows all these girls and negotiated the time and cost hmm. and went to a building and handed him handed the pimp the money and said ah oh, there'll be a guy i mean the, there'll be a girl waiting for you Right. Just wait here. So he said he stood there for like five minutes and nothing happened. And he spoke to the guy at the bar in that building and <clears throat> and said, oh, um, is there a girl coming? And the, the guy at the bar said, I don't know what you're talking about. This is a bar. This is not a brothel. And the and then he asked, well, what about that guy who was who took me into this building and he said, I don't even know that guy. Mm. And then that's when he found out, oh crap, he lost 300,000 yen. Right. Approximately, which was about 300 ish Australian dollars. Yeah. So 
I picked him up and the look of his face was like, damn. And I felt really sorry for him. I felt responsible because I thought, man, I should have been there to look after him, even though I briefed him. To lead him. To show him the way. <laughs> yeah. So I thought, ah, oh, shit. I said, oh, dude, let's go home. And when we left the red light district, the gate, he said, oh, you know what? Fuck this shit. You know, I'm going to go get more money and I still want to do this before I go home. Nice. And I said, all right, um, let's hop on the internet. We'll, we'll go home, hop on the internet and we'll find a... Um, an escort place that will deliver um, the ladies to the Airbnb place that we stayed. Right. So we found we found the place, and the girl got delivered, and I got kicked out of the apartment. <laughs> yes. For a few hours. So during nighttime in Japan, it's they actually sleep. I was surprised because I thought Japan doesn't sleep. Right. So I went to a there are some places that were 24 hour open for 24 hours like cafes and stuff so i went there and hung out i came back and he's like dude i had the time of my life and explained to me what happens in great detail which i won't go through (laughs) but um he he said that he didn't finish so i thought uh okay well you can try again so he so later on he like next couple of days he wanted to do it again and got the same girl and finally finished with her and then later on in the other and like next couple of days he wanted more women so i thought all right have fun and i got kicked out of their apartment a few more times and (laughs) he should have compensated you too man yeah, he, he, he paid for too. he paid for lunch and dinner. Okay, that's so good. it's like, that's all right, cool, enough. thanks, man. And, yeah, and yeah. Uh, the because like most of the times the the girls were available right after after ten o'clock at night. So okay. oh. he would have them for two to three hours. Right, and he had four visit four visitations. Yeah, so okay, I would estimate he spent about. Two thousand Australian dollars on Damn. four hookers. <laughs> like, hey man, you gotta do what you gotta do, I guess. Yeah, but you know, <clears throat> being his best friend and yeah. helping him out on it, it felt it was good to help him out. Yeah, and he's happy and yeah, he came back home and never did it again. So yeah. It's just it was just like a one-time thing. He just wanted to try it out. Yeah, it's yeah. not a bad thing. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's interesting to me because, like, of course, like, once you have sex, I think for most men, at least, I don't know about women, but for most men in my experiences, like, talking to my boys and everything, once you do it, like, your first time, just, like, your whole brain is just thinking about it 24-7 for, like, the first year. (laughs) (laughs) So, for him, he had this situation, right? He's like, hey, I'm here. I'm doing this. I'm going to get the best out of this, right? And he just, he, he did exactly <laughs> what he needed to do. So, yeah. yeah, that's cool. Yeah, it's interesting. So, you guys have two completely different stories. <laughs> 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 One's, you know, this is the solemn story about, you know, Auschwitz and, 
Korea and the other ones in Japan getting laid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Helping your friend get laid, man. He mm. didn't want to be the 30 year old virgin. So that's fair. I think that's absolutely fair. <laughs> so question. Um, when you were in that situation, uh, were you guys still dating at this time or was this before that? Oh yeah, we, we were still dating. So yeah. how was that? Like what <laughs> did you, so obviously you told, uh, Kelly here, um, what did she say? What did you say, Kelly, when he told you what he was doing with his friend? Oh, nothing. <laughs> like when he actually called me whenever he waited for him. Yeah. And we just talked like other normal days. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't really interested in him. <laughs> yeah, I just said, hey, I'm calling you because I got kicked out of the apartment. So I said, why? Uh, friends having a moment with a lady. Like, yeah. All right. <laughs> yeah let's have time like yeah this spend is good time, time with me <laughs> yeah this is good yeah. that's a, that's a very see see this is a very positive way of looking at your long distance relationship <laughs> and being able to work through in like you know questionable times yeah i like that i like that a lot actually so that's really cool that's very cool so your friend um out of curiosity so you said you know he left he didn't do it again um does he regret that experience at all absolutely you know? not no okay no because i know some people feel bad afterwards and some people don't oh, but yeah okay. yeah yeah like i did ask him i said do you regret it because it didn't feel like you were having a actual relationship with the girl it's just right. you, you were paying it to have sex and he says no it felt good um it was good to have that experience right so then he can prepare himself for a real relationship in the future right um yeah he's just just the way it was right he was happy. Right. Okay. That's good. I actually don't think that's a bad thing, too, because, like, if I've heard anything from at least my, my boys and, like, their girlfriends, when these are, like, they had sex for the first time and they want to do it all the time, their girlfriend is like, yo, you need to chill out, okay? This is too much. You need to relax. And he's like, no, I can't. You have no idea. <laughs> I can't put this thing down. I think every guy's like that. <laughs> yeah. But especially, like, in the, the beginning, you know, like, when it happens. So... So maybe his future girlfriends probably appreciated not having to deal with that. So <laughs> maybe, maybe yeah, he'd yeah. be hippie tamed. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's a very positive way of looking at it. I have, <laughs> I have no clue how they're going to take it. If they find out curious, would you ever tell your significant partner or do you think it would be a good idea to tell your significant partner if you did something like that? If you like paid for sex directly as in, yeah, have you like paid for a prostitute? Like, as in before you dated that person, or you know, even while you're dating or anything like that? Ah, oh, if if you were doing it while you were dating, then that no, just... no, no, no. I mean, like, if you did it before and then you were dating, and she had said, and you know, you guys were like being honest about everything. Was that is that some information that you should keep secret? Do you think, or is that information you should just share? It really depends on the person, like depending on how open they are. Okay. I mean, yeah. He's gonna be open it, but yeah. then I don't think that he can do that. He can't do it. Right? It's not yeah. in his uh, his nature to do it. Yeah, he's too. He's very frank, and he doesn't know how to hide something from me. Like I can read his face. Right. He can't <laughs> lie. Yeah. Basically, and even though he does it, like actually does it. It doesn't make sense at all. He can't do that. <laughs> he he loves me 
too much. Right. Yeah. It doesn't make sense. Okay. Yeah. I've always been curious because I know some people, they, they believe in complete and, you know, utmost honesty and transparency in their mm-hmm. relationships. And then there are some people who are like, well, you know, people have their secrets for a reason. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was just curious on what you guys thought. So, yeah. Excellent. Guys, this was so much fun. I really enjoyed <laughs> this conversation. Is there anything else you want to talk about? No. No? That's no, good? No, no. Yeah. You guys are the first time I've ever done this before. <laughs> I think it I think it went pretty well. It was pretty fun. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah I enjoyed I it. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. And mm. uh, from what we did mess up, you can learn in the future. <laughs> yeah. So, well, I appreciate you guys. Have a wonderful evening. Good luck in your future endeavors and love. I hope to find one like that one day. Okay. Hopefully. Do you have any friends, Kelly? any single friends she's like not for you yeah but anyways have a wonderful evening thanks a lot guys you can say bye now of course cool thank you thank you yeah bye. bye bye